world is becoming more unglued by the day, local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. and We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. Alright, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that is Vince Taglia via this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 6.30pm Mountain Standard Time, 8.30pm Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. What global conspiracy you say? Well, just look outside. <laughs> it's, it's happening. That's right. You know, everything that we were we were speculating on was going to happen is actually happening. It's all manifesting right in front of your eyes. But you know what? There's still some good people in the world, still people fighting for truth and freedom and justice. But you know what? There's political methodologies to get around those things all day long. So, you know, uh, shout out to the Supreme Court today that, uh, that did a ruling. But, you know, the ruling wasn't as positive as many people say, even though it was. A really? ruling. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but... The unfolding global conspiracy. If you're new to this, 
if you're just waking up, if you're tuning in for the first time, if you're if you're here and you never listened to what myself or Vince have said on the show, understand this. We have an impeccable record of being correct. And that doesn't, I mean, I'm not trying to be pompous or anything like that. It's just, it's very, very obvious when you start breaking these things down and looking at them and analyzing them. And the Unfolding Global Conspiracy is a group or network of, I would say, about 3,000 people, about 10x what Dr. John Coleman talked about in the Committee of 300, 10x from that point, of people who are transitioning to the world into a point of global reset. Now, the global reset is going to be social, cultural, political, economic, and it is going to hurt a lot of people. It's already underway in the sense of the coaling. The uh, eugenics uh, operations are already in full effect. What that means is that they are going to call off much of humanity and depopulate the world, probably down to their goal of 500,000, utilizing biowarfare, starvation, and war. Uh, when I first started and understood this, you know, I had to break all this down after the 2020 election and I developed a theory called the global firestorm event. And the global firestorm event is something that occurs between a six month period cascading into what we would call a black swan event, most likely financial in its nature, which brings about uh, the, the global collapse of, of society and makes both sides, the good and the bad, vulnerable during this point. Um, if you went back and asked me back in November of 2020 if I thought that, that that was a possibility, I would have said it was a possibility, but not a very good one. If you ask me now, I would say that we are in that six months and almost exactly what I said is happening. And that is scary because what I've said comes after this is even more scary. And this is why we lose subscribers. This is why we lose followers. This is why our numbers fluctuate down uh, massively because people can't take the truth sometimes. And I understand that. And they call me the bearer of doom and gloom, and I get it. But I'm not going to sit here and blow fake smoke, hopium, up people's asses and lie to them and, and, and tell them something that I don't truly believe. You know, I, I'm hopeful that patriots have a plan, that p good people are doing good things. And I believe that is the case, but you want to sit there and tell me that, you know, U.S. Special Forces are raiding underground tunnels and dumps. Show me the proof. Well, there's a flood in Montana. Okay, floods happen all the time. There's extreme weather all throughout the world. We just had a 5.1 earthquake that killed 1,000 people in Afghanistan. We have severe drought conditions in the United States all the way up from the northeast down to the southwest. These things happen, but not only do they happen, they're also manipulated to happen. And so there's a lot of things in the world that are going on and coming to fruition. The Global Firestorm event, if you're new to this show, because I know there's a few people out there that are, Global Firestorm event is social, cultural, and political destabilization on your local, your state, and your federal level. We are already seeing that it is imminent. It is happening. The discord between the people and the politicians between the administrations, between their local officials is breaking down. Um, dissenters are being born every day. Um, and the reason I, I picked that aspect of it is because what I, you know what I honestly did is I looked at how a color revolution is prompted within a country. I looked at um, confessions of an economic hitman 
and understood how our own intelligence agencies went into third world countries and would formulate coups on those countries, bringing them down to complete collapse, social, cultural, political, societal, I already said societal, societal um, and economic. That's how I knew that this is what they're going to do. Why, why would they do it any other way? Why would they change their MO, right? So we have social, cultural, political destabilization. Then we have a tax on infrastructure, critical infrastructure, and supply chain. This is transportation. This is energy. This is gas, right? We're seeing that right now. Supply chain disruptions that derive from that. This is food. And then the other aspect of this, right, is World War III breaking out at the end of all this. But right before that happens, you'll have some type of black swan event. And that black swan event most likely is going to be in the... I, I would I would say late November, early December time frame, and it's going to be a global economic collapse. It'll probably start with the uh, defaulting of Japanese debt for the Bank of Japan and then cascade from there with the hyperinflation of the U.S. dollar to the point of no return where they propose ideas that basically bring about a digital currency after the uh, ISO 2022 is accepted in late November, ushering in a U.S. blockchain digital currency operated and orchestrated by the 12 Federal Reserve banks in January of 2023, which we already have inside information we know is coming. If you're curious to how that digital currency is going to work, well, complete and total control. What do I mean by that? In order to get your money transferred over into this new digital currency, you will have to go register with one of the 12 regional Federal Reserve Banks. Once you register with them, you'll have to disclose to them all your financial bank accounts, all your investments accounts, and all of your uh, blockchain wallets. Failure to do so will be punishable by fine and felony. And after you disclose all that to them, then what they will do is download your transaction period for the last seven years because that's how the IRS can actually go after you. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. this is what they're going to do. Yeah, this, dude. They'll, they'll probably implement biometric validation as well as a requirement to play it, their game. It actually is in there. Biometric validation is that you have to upload your biometrics. And, and why that matters is because one day you're going to enter a grocery store and you'll no longer have a debit card or credit card. You'll no longer use your Apple Pay. Instead, there will be a biometric computer which will analyze your biometrics when you walk through that door, registering your account immediately when you walk into that store or that place of business. You'll fill your card up. You'll bag them yourself. And when you walk out, it'll automatically check you out because the AI was keeping track of every item that you put in your cart. This... I'm telling you, this is the dystopian world that we're headed to, unless before this point in time, humanity comes to a point of precipice. Now, we, we are all familiar with the cue boards and all this other stuff. Do you all know what this is? October 17, 2017, when Donald Trump said it and he was surrounded by generals and admirals. What's that, sir? It's the calm before the storm. What's the storm, sir? You'll find out. What did he mean by that? The communication before the storm, the calm, not the C-A-L-M, the C-O-M-M, the calm before the storm. storm, the four years of preparation that we had with Donald Trump, this entity of Q, to basically show us, wake us up, how to research, investigate, how to go out there and go down these rabbit holes and pin things together to understand who the real enemy actually is, what their methodologies and strategies are. 
That was the wake-up point. For us to go out there and get so disgusted by this world that we wake up there and we do things like this. We produce alternative media. We produce a parallel media distribution platform. I'm talking about everybody in the truth movement. This is, this is Pilled. This is Rumble. Right? This is CloudHub. This, these are platforms that we all stream on. We created a parallel alternative media organization that runs parallel to the mainstream, that is putting the information out there. So much so that we became targets by our own government. The Department of Homeland Security has said over and over and over again, those who they claim are spreading disinformation or propaganda, what they declare disinformation and propaganda, are criminals, are domestic terrorists. And they are labeling us as such because that is all curtailing towards an endpoint that is coming after the November midterm elections. And right, right before the global economic collapse, they have a plan in place. They are orchestrating and disseminating their plan right now. The execution yeah. is almost to perfection. And we can only hope that there are good patriots out there who are going to stand up, rise up, speak up and perform the acts of civil disobedience to allow our politicians to know that we're going to hold them responsible for everything that is to come. Because I've always said when these events actually occur. There's going to be a point of vulnerability globally. The point of vulnerability not only occurs for us, but also occurs for the globalists, the 3,000 people, all these people that are in control and in charge. Look at Sri Lanka, for example. The, yeah. the president of Sri Lanka, prime minister of Sri Lanka's whole house was burned and his cars burned. Politicians were beaten and killed in the streets. You have to understand, those are the consequences that potentially could happen here in the United States of America when you start pissing off the left and the right. And this is what we're going to see coming. And so, you know what? I'm not the bearer of doom and gloom. And, and I, I, I like that title, but I don't like that title. It's kind of funny to smile at every once in a while. But, bittersweet. But it is bittersweet. But here's the interesting thing about the bearer of doom and gloom. I'm only giving you what I see is potentially going to happen. If there is hope out there, if I saw hopium, I'd be giving it to you. You know, there was an incident when I was Q Patriot, and uh, I had some viral videos that went viral. A lot of our mm-hmm. subscribers came from these videos. And uh, I got a report, and, and these were about the New York City tunnels, and I did a whole episode on all the tunnel systems under New York City, city and talked about potentially, you know, they were out there and, and that there's, you know, human trafficking networks operating under these tunnels, which, I mean, it's really good speculation because I think that those were actually utilized for that. They were actually built for those specific things. But um, I got a report that a mentally ill woman um, showed up on the pier right outside of the USNS Mercy with a hundred knives in her vehicle. And she had watched a podcast and wanted to go out there and help save the children. And so, you know, ever since that point, I decided to not speculate so much, only follow the narrative to where it goes, to to really reel in on the facts and where the information points to, because I don't want people to get hurt. I don't want people to um, to be misled. I don't want people to speculate in the wrong direction. I mean, if you want, if, I t- if I'm speculating, I'll tell you I'm speculating, right? If I'm telling you something that was unverified, I'm going to tell you what's unverified. But I expect people to be adults and to utilize their own discernment in the information and research this stuff themselves. That's one of the reasons why we actually post a recap of these shows that, you know, we post all these articles and we talk about all these articles and we set this narrative together. Go out and check them up yourselves. You guys can look them up, right? And, uh, you know, we, we have points of growth here at the Red Pill Project. We do decent. 
Um, and, you know, it could be a lot more. And over the years, I mean, there is a point in time that we had, I think we were getting 100,000, 100, 110,000 views an episode, right? That was the YouTube days. Those days are all but gone, right? Now we, now we were hoping to get, you know, 30,000 views on a video, on, on a, an episode. But that's okay. I, I'm not worried about that. I just want to know that the people that we reach with this, with this information utilize the information, that they wake up, that they prepare, that they help themselves, they prepare their families. You know, I was doing the Dark Delight show this morning. And we were talking about the Supreme Court decision, and then Governor Hawkwell oh, yeah. came out and made some comments pertaining to this. And I started talking about red flag gun laws, about what they are going to do and how they're going to start implementing them. We got a phone call. All right. And Bridget, if you are out there, thank you so much for that phone call. Bridget is a sitting judge in Western New York. Yeah, I heard this. She is a judge, like elected, appointed judge in the state of New York. They came to her house, and took her guns away. Okay? Even though, afterwards, it came out and it was a mistake, they find out that she's innocent of any of the charges. Today, she is paying lots and lots of money to get her gun rights back. She can't get off the list, even though she's innocent. Yeah, it would be a shame if they accidentally took everybody's guns away that way, right? Yes. Hmm. Well, and that's the thing. And she said this happened before red flag gun laws. Okay. And now another example, gubernational candidate, Ryan Kelly from Michigan, charged with three misdemeanors for the January 6th event. Gun rights are taken away. Why? He's not a convicted felon. He, he, did, nothing, he did nothing pertaining to weapons. He's not even convicted of the crime. He's only suspected of something. He's never been charged or convicted in court. But his weapons, his gun rights are taken away. This is how it's going to unfold, people. And if you want to sit there and tell me, oh, you know, Patriots are in control, go right ahead. Go watch another show that talks about that stuff, right? I mean, I, if you see it, please explain it to me. Explain it to me. I would love to understand. I, I've sat there. I've sat there and watched these other podcasts. I've sat there and tried to see their perspective. And I don't. It just doesn't. The information doesn't add up. Are things being disclosed? Yeah, we got Durham. We got Cash Mattel. They're all out there, right? Uh, you know, Devin Nunes says today that people are going to go to jail over the Russian collusion hopes. Great. Oh, I when? hope so. When? Yeah. When? Come on. Yeah, there's a lot of information, but do some indictments and arrest some people and put some people behind bars. When? You, you can keep telling me all you want. It's been five frigging years. Okay? You know, it, we have things happening in this country. We have points of justice. Don't tell me devolution theory. I've broken that down on this show before many times. If you've ever worked with FEMA, if you've ever been FEMA certified, you know how absolute ridiculous devolution theory is. Firstly, a sitting president of the United States of America through his powers granted to him by the United States Constitution under the executive branch does not have the authority to do that. It's unconstitutional. So think again. Okay. Space Force? Well, maybe. Maybe Space Force could do something. They're still the only military branch that really isn't playing ball. But guess what? They all got vaccinated. They all took the bioweapon. So you know what? If we're going to have a theory where 
the globalists are in control or the patriots are in control. Let's weigh the evidence. I would love to. I'll have a conversation with anybody about it. Okay? And if you can convince me otherwise, fantastic. The unfortunate part is, is when I look at what's going on, when I see what's happening, I see that humanity has to go through an incredibly, incredibly dark period of time. And that in order to get to the light, we first have to go through the darkness. And that we have been comfortable, we have been negligent, we have been complicit in multiple aspects of the decline of our country and society. Not that we're to blame through all the manipulation and psychological warfare, but we've sat here and allowed it to happen. The moment that they passed the Patriot Act after 2001, Americans should have took to the streets, armed to the teeth, and demanded that the government stand down immediately. But it didn't happen. Americans acquiesced to the authority. And since then, it's gotten even worse. I, I saw a video today of uh, on TikTok. And I actually downloaded it. Um, but it was leading cases of drug overdoses in the country since, uh, I think it was since the 1970s. Cocaine standed at number one all the way up until about 2010. And then heroin started creeping up till 2010 to 2012, and then fentanyl just skyrockets. And you know, Barack Obama was in charge of this country at that time. Barack Obama is the one that established pharmaceutical trade with China during that time. They're the ones that loosened the drug laws in the country and allowed the borders to be wide open. These people are treason. These people are committing treason. They're traitors to our country. But here's the thing is they're not in control. They're not the ones pulling the strings at the top. That is a whole different breed of whatever you want to call them because I don't think they're human. But whatever those 3,000 are that sit at that table that sit at that council... They are planning for the systematic destruction of the world. Every aspect. So they can reset it in their vision. They believe themselves to be gods. And what we are dealing with here is this moment of which humanity wakes up, unites together into the darkness, and shines that beating light of their heart. And understands that that, at that precipice... That's the moment that things change. That's the moment that the world decides the fate of tomorrow. That's the moment where the people of the world, of humanity, rise up together devoid of political affiliation, race, creed. Rise up and say no more. It's at that point that we're all moving towards, that we're all working for. But you know, you can't tell the people. You have to show them. And what we are being done, what's being done to us right now is we are being shown. We are being shown what the world is unfolding into. And we're being given a choice. The choice is simply, are you going to allow the world to be controlled by a techno-fascist, totalitarian, oligarchical regime? Or are you going to stand up for freedom once again? That's the choice. And I believe enough of humanity is awake that we've made that choice consciously. 
that we are going to stand for freedom, that we're going to stand and fight, and that we will not let tyrants, oppressors, rule and dominate the world. And so that warning goes out to the World Economic Forum. That warning goes out to the globalists, to the, to the monarchies, to the bankers, to everybody behind the scenes and behind the shadows pulling the strings of humanity. We will not stand for this. We, we, are, we are not going to allow you to take over this planet. We are not going to allow you to take our freedoms, our rights, our liberties, our future, our children's future, our grandchildren's future away from us. Humanity will stand. There will be a last point, a point of stance where humanity will rise up and say, no more. Will we be victorious or will we fall to the ashes? I believe we'll be victorious because if history proves us right, it's like the battle of David and Goliath. We are larger in number. We are smarter in organization. We are very well equipped and prepared, especially people of this audience. And so I think humanity will be very, very successful in defeating this evil. The reason is, is because the last 2,000 years haven't been peaceful. They've been pretty darn evil. Which means that we cannot have another 2,000 years of evil. It's time for freedom, for peace to reign on this planet. And I believe that humanity will rise to the occasion. I believe that the courage has filled the hearts of many out there. And I think that the final stand is actually coming to where... People are going to hold their politicians accountable. They're going to hold their authorities accountable. They're going to hold the global community who have perpetuated these events and manipulated the global infrastructure. They're going to hold them accountable. And it's going to be Nuremberg 2.0. Pharmaceutical giants held accountable. Politicians globally. Bankers, industrialists, corporatists, globalists, multinationalists will be held responsible. But that only happens when you and me decide it does. The choice is ours. And here's Vince with the weather. What's up, Vince? (laughs) Yeah, dude, I rescind any control that I may have consented to in the past to all these crooks. Honestly, I feel this way about our current belligerent occupy uh belligerent occupation that's pretending to be our government elected by the people i mean i just can't conform to this type of tyranny it's it's not anything i'm interested in yeah pretending is real and true it's all baloney well, it's, a, it's so. a belligerent occupation under the 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 war the war the laws of war manual right mm-hmm. belligerent occupation. yeah dude and I'm just glad you're not out here saying zombie apocalypse is starting in a month or the aliens or something, something scary like that, because this is bad enough. But Listen, imagine 2019, <laughs> 2020 came in and said, watch this. Yeah. We're like, whoa. Then 2021 came in and said, hold my beer. 2021 was roller coaster. 2022 said, yeah, you ain't got shit on me. And we're only six months in. Things have gotten systematically weirder, stranger, and more just absurd than you could ever imagine. And this is the title of the episode tonight, The Summer of Love, right? We are entering the Summer of Love, and it most likely is going to kick off tomorrow. Why is tomorrow important? 
Is it uh, some big decision? Is it the Roe versus Wade thing? I think that the Roe versus Wade decision is going to come tomorrow. Uh-oh. And they're already preparing in Washington, D.C. Ted Cruz kind of came out and said some information on this. But but today, the Supreme Court went ahead and made a decision on the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court rejects New York's concealed carry law that had stood for 100 years. The Supreme Court issued the ruling striking down New York's concealed carry law. The decision released Thursday had six justices stating it violates the Second Amendment while three dissented. In the majority opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote the state's licensure laws are unconstitutional. New York banned the issuance of concealed carry permits unless there is a demonstrable need for self-defense, allowing the state to reject most permits. The court has now upheld the right of every American to self-defense, both on their own property and in public. New York Governor Elise Stefanik praised the Supreme Court ruling, striking down the state law in the statement Thursday. She said the court correctly declared the state's shameful attempt to shred the Second Amendment and New Yorkers unconstitutional. Um, You know, we had uh, Clarence Thomas came out, and this is what I was pointing towards earlier. And by the way, this. this was pertaining to concealed carry, but... They come out and say that Americans have the right to carry guns in public. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so I'm wondering what that does to open carry laws in New York State because it's illegal in most places to open carry a weapon and firearm in New York State. And so I'm wondering what that does to open carry laws um, nationally. But Clarence Thomas came out and he said, please do not take this as if we believe that the Second Amendment is unrestricted. The founders right. never perceived the Second Amendment to be completely full for people to have just any weapon. There are restrictions. And he pointed to them and said background checks, biometrics. He said yeah. um, red flag gun laws. All these things are open and on the table. But you cannot basically, you cannot create a law that discriminates on somebody by the choice of the government. So the government doesn't have the right to say, hey, um, these 18-year-olds can buy a gun, these 18-year-olds cannot. Right? Because of your, your thoughts, your ideas, your race, your color, your creed, these types of things. Yeah, that's, that's... I see what you meant now by it wasn't the best right. outcome. And, and now let's see what uh, Kami Kamala has to say about this. Today's Supreme Court ruling on guns is deeply troubling as it defies common sense and the Constitution. Lives are at stake. Congress should pass the bipartisan gun safety proposal immediately and continue to do more to protect our families. You know, I'm curious what she means by the Constitution here. I think she meant the Constitution, the one that she goes by. Because you know know what? Those are um, Supreme Court justices who make the final interpretation that a law of the land pertaining to the Constitution, and they said it violates the Constitution. So when she says that their decision violates the Constitution, she's an absolute idiot. Remember, she was almost appointed to the Supreme Court. I I, I need to find that. I'm going to retweet it and say, commie say what? Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. Uh, the um, Biden administration takes aim at ammunition plant with an insidious plan to sidestep gun rights. Thanks to a recent report by the Federalists, we know of an insidious White House plan to significantly alter commercial sales of ammunition. Not only would this plot skyrocket the price of ammunition for everyday consumers, but it would create a national security risk by limiting one factory's ability to produce for the military under wartime demand as well. Larry Keene from the National Shooting Sports Foundation joined Glenn Beck 
on the program to detail this and talk about it. Um, we talked about this the last two days with Joe Biden's executive order utilizing the Defense Production Act to basically create the uh, the 6.5 Creedmoor ammunition for the military. Right. And uh, they could actually utilize the Defense Production Act to shut down the flow of 223556 ammunition. And I think that that's the route that they're going to go. But you know what? Here's the thing is there's billions of rounds right now owned by Americans. So good luck. We don't practice as much as you think. They're really trying, aren't they? But why are they so afraid of guns? I, you know why it's because they're tyrants. Yeah. (laughs) They, they know it's about to get unstable and they want complete and total control. Yeah. You know what? Carrie Lake, uh, I I, I, have, I got connections to her. I should try to get her on the show. That'd be great. Um, but uh, we had her being uh, um, stopped by CNN and asked for an interview. Let, let's take a look at this. This is pretty interesting. Hi, Yuri. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. You don't have a mask on anymore. What's <laughs> we're, going we're outside. on? Do you have a wow. minute to well, chat? we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN+. Plus. Does that still exist? I didn't think so, because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, which is propaganda. Thank you. Ouch. And and you know what? We should deny them a podium. We don't like their news, their media, their propaganda, their disinformation. Deny them the platform. Deny them the audience. You know why they want Carrie Lake on there? So they could create a fake news article or... Set her up. They want conservatives to come watch CNN. Mm. <laughs> Good point. And Let's look at this. Uh, I, I love this. That was a wonderful response. This is uh, pretty sure this is Mark Dice doing his uh, Keith Olbermann, Olbermann impression. Let's take a look at this. Vaccine skeptics, they're afraid. Anti-vax, they're afraid. They're protesting mandates and passports. They're afraid. Vaccine skeptics? Vaccine skeptics. We're afraid. Yeah, that, that's right. We're, we're afraid. Um, actually, we have sperm that's worth thousands of dollars. Um, we have healthy bodies. If you've had COVID in the past, you are 50% chance of being actually immune from COVID in the future. Unlike people who are vaccinated who have negative immunity, which means that not only are they prone to COVID, but they're prone to all types of other illnesses and diseases as well. But you know what, Keith Olbermann? Um, Go F yourself. You know, they don't have people on their shows that can talk facts and truth. Do you notice like people like me don't go on a lot of shows these days? Hell no. Are you kidding? Dude, Hollywood is so corrupt and all of these uh, big network situations. Uh, they probably wouldn't even have me or you on the food network. I got, I got told why I can't go on some podcasts. The truth is too much. Is that it? Was that what you were told? Um, Take my monologue that I had at the beginning of the show and understand why I can't go on some podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> because their audience would be pissed at me. Or okay. pissed at them. Right. Because right. they brought me on because I have a completely different idea of oh, what I is happening what in the world. And they yeah. sit there and go, you know, 
Trump and the Patriots were in control and the deep state is on the run. Yeah, well, I mean, you said it very well. You're open ears, you know, yeah. so there's no excuse to be a victim when somebody has a contrary opinion, you know. Uh, but I have no problem having on my show, right? <laughs> it's true. I've had a lot of people on my show and <laughs> yeah. I very, very, very rarely get invites on their shows. I know. To and the you're ones cordial. Have, yeah. You don't bully. You're cordial. You let them say their piece. You don't even really oppose their ideas too much you let them say their part yeah it's just a it's there a is weird one, world there is one person we had on this show right and and yeah. they came up excuse me they came on and talked about their theory and uh i introduced them to i i rekindled the q talk mm-hmm. right cool. and they started kind of like oh yeah yeah you know I, I know this and he goes well that's interesting remember on the show this person was going that was in- that's interesting that's interesting the next week his podcast had a big Q show and we're talking about the things that I was talking about. Mm. And I, and I wrote, wrote them and I said, Hey, why don't you have me on? I can kind of help on that topic considering I'm the one who reintroduced you to this. Nope. No, they don't, they don't want to talk to me anymore, but that's okay. Yeah. Huh? Harsh. No, it's not harsh. It's the truth. And they want to they shelter and protect their audience. That's what the people want to do. Okay, They want to shelter and protect their audience from something that is counteractive to what they're propagating out there. They don't want people learning that they're full of shit. Because when they do, those five to six digits that they make each month go away. That's the problem. Because it all resorts back to that. That money. Greed. A type of corruption. It's everywhere. We struggle to get by every month. You know this. We struggle to get by every month. And these guys are making five, six digits each month. Just propagating absolute garbage. If I wanted to do that, if I wanted to Mm -hmm. make 50, 60,000, 100,000 a month, 200,000 a month, I could sit there and I could be the top of the shit on all of these podcasts. Trust me, I can talk conspiracy. I can put some shit together that will sound cool, that people will be like, oh my God, he's, you know, we're saving the children, we, we're, we're destroying reptile aliens and dumbs, and, you know, I, I, Nasira, just Sarah's, I can do that, okay? But it's about the truth. It's not about the money. It's about the truth, okay? And so, that's why sometimes this show gets dark, because it's about the truth. And the truth is not for everyone. It's not no. It's not some comfy, cozy little pillow you can lay your head on and be happy with it. It sucks sometimes. It, it is dark. More dark than you could ever imagine. And I'm not going to fluff it up with a whole bunch of bullshit. Or theories which have no fucking relevance whatsoever in this world. So... Can we do a bullshit show on like April Fool's Day? Oh god, that'd be great. Guys, Nasari <laughs> Jasar is real. It's happening. It's no longer a communist plot that make you think about redistribution of wealth. Let's do it, dude. Let's start writing it now. Or yeah. let's start let's do it. Just don't talk about it anymore. Let them all forget. Let everyone don't All right. You're, you're nothing. And Ted Cruz has warned about impending Democrat riots, SCOTUS abortion ruling to set off powder keg and it's called the summer of love and let's listen to what uh ted 
Ted Rhino Cruz has got to say here. This legislation. So hold on. So we have this January uh, 6th committee with a predetermined outcome from the get go. Hold on. Okay. Oh, and it's the bludgeon Donald Trump. Um, they have sworn testimony under oath that Donald Trump authorized two days before January 6th up to 20,000 troops be called in. Now, that's required by law. Then the jurisdiction at that point goes to Nancy Pelosi, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C. The mayor of D.C. in writing declined to call up the troops. On, we know, three days before the 6th, the Capitol Police Chief, based on new intelligence, he started requesting the Guard troops to be called up, and he was denied. Um, why haven't they looked into why they, did, why they did not take it seriously, knowing we came off a summer of 574 riots? By the way, where's the committee investigating that? Yeah. And now we know that there are direct threats. We're probably going to get a decision on Roe v. Wade this week. If we get that decision this week, there are groups that are calling for people to riot. We reported yes. on it last night. What is Joe Biden, what are these big cities doing to protect people in light of a threat that we now know is public? Well, let me start with, with, with where you ended, which, it, which is I think the Supreme Court the next week is going to issue its decision. I think it's going to overturn Roe versus Wade. That's the right decision. Doesn't there a session end this week? Uh, they could do it next week. So, so it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. We, we don't know for sure when the, when the opinion will issue, but it's soon. It's, it, it's within the next few days. Um, that's the right decision. That will return the question of abortion to the elected legislatures. That's where the Constitution left it. That's where it belongs. But I think the response is exactly what you said, which is the organized left, they're going to engage in riots. They're going to get engaged in violence. We're going to see a reprise, I fear, of the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa riots where they're gonna try to use political violence to advance their ends. And the Department of Justice needs to step in and stop them. I halfway expect the Attorney General to be rioting alongside them because this Department of Justice has been so politicized. Now, you mentioned in the first part of your question the January 6th so-called select committee hearings. This thing is a joke. This is not a congressional hearing. So congressional hearing is designed to be a fact-finding mission. It, you, you have opposing sides. This is a political Democratic campaign commercial. And, and let me just ask you this question. What would you think if you had a criminal trial and the judge said, OK, we're only going to allow the prosecutor to speak. Only the prosecution can, can call witnesses. The defense doesn't get to cross examine those witnesses. And, and we're only going to present one side of the story. All right. Ted Cruz, there throwing truth bombs. And you know what? He can be very articulate and he can be a good patriot when he needs to be. He got he got elected due to the um, the Tea Party movement. And he's been anything but a Tea Party candidate since then. But but he's right. We're about to see something far greater to the extent of the BLM and Antifa riots that we saw, except that this is gonna extend past a few select liberal cities. This is going to be massive. I'm traveling to uh, Rochester, New York. I'm leaving Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, I'm traveling to the outskirts, 20 minutes away from Rochester. And mm -hmm. we're looking for a place to stay out there. And, like, all the hotels are booked because it's 4th of July. All the camping sites are booked because it's 4th of July. Uh, oh, yeah. I think we got an Airbnb. we got to make the decision tonight. Um, but my, my brother's like, why don't you just stay in a hotel in, in Henrietta, which is right next to Rochester? I said, no. 
Why not? Oh. It's a liberal city. There's going to be most likely riots. In my trip, I have to navigate around all the major cities because I'm not going to drive through them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to take that in the context when I'm driving. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Good call. Oh, Lordy. And so he also mentioned the January 6th uh, unselect committee here. Uh, Justice yeah. Department raids home a former DOJ official at center of January 6th panel's investigation. Federal investigators on Wednesday searched the Virginia home of Jeffrey Clark, the former Justice Department official who pushed the department at former Donald Trump's request to get involved in the efforts to challenge the 2020 election results. Okay. Wow. And, and did you see Donald Trump's announcement today? No, I didn't, man. Spill let, it. Let me What's see up? if I can pull it up real quick. Trump, a man. Well, he made an announcement today. It was a letter he received. And I was kind of like, seriously? Like, you have you have Monastrano running for governor, right? Um, and mm-hmm. he's most likely going to win. And then this guy jumps in. And Trump kind of uh, supports him. And it looks like he might get Trump's endorsement, which I hope he doesn't. But um, there it is. Okay. I don't want to, how can I save this? Open image, new tab. There we go. Okay. Boom. All right. So Donald Trump uh, says, the unselect committee, have you seen this letter? Why wouldn't the Justice Department act? And so let's pull this up right here. And this is the letter he's talking about. And let me read this for you. Titled June 9th, 2021, from former United States Attorney, Eastern District of Pennsylvania, William McSwain. Dear President Trump, it is my great honor to serve. It was, my, it was my great honor to serve as the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania administration. You asked me to prioritize public safety, and that is exactly what I did. While Larry Krasner, the radical leftist Philadelphia District Attorney, was letting violent criminals go and refusing to prosecute rioters, looters, and arsonists, our office was putting them in jail and standing up to law-abiding citizens. Good for you. In the spring of 2020, I prosecuted and won an election fraud case against a judge of elections in South Philadelphia who is stuffing the ballot box. I also charged a political consultant, a former Democratic congressman who is paying bribes to the judge to stuff the ballot box. This is where it gets interesting. President Trump, you were right to be upset about the way the Democrats ran the 2020 election in Pennsylvania. It was a partisan disgrace. The governor, the secretary of of the Commonwealth, and the partisan state Supreme Court made up their own rules and did not follow the law. Even worse, the state attorney general, Josh Shapiro, the very person responsible for the enforcement of the state election law, declared days before Election Day that he could not that you could not win the election. It would be hard to imagine a more irresponsible statement by a law enforcement officer, especially during a hotly contested election. In the light of such statements, it is hardly surprising that many Pennsylvanians lack the face fate of our state election results. On election day and afterwards, our office received the various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. As part of my responsibilities as U.S. Attorney, I wanted to be transparent with the public and, of course, investigate fully any investigations. Attorney General Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put out any press releases regarding possible election irregularities. I was often given a direct a directive to pass on serious allegations to the state attorney general for investigation, the same state attorney general who had already declared that you could not win. And he goes on saying how he's running for governor and he's hoping to have the president's support. I don't think so, he's going to get the president Donald Trump's support. Well, why would he comply with illegal demands? Mm. This is the problem. So now he says, he came out and said, he goes, I disagreed with that decision by, by, uh, by Bill Barr. 
But those were my orders. As a Marine infantry officer, I was trained to follow the chain of command and respect my orders of my superiors, even no. when I disagree with them. Bullshit. That's there bullshit. There you go. You're right. That was treason to our country. You first have an oath to the United States Constitution. It's called your honors and oaths to office. As a Marine Corps infantry officer, that person should have known that. And when you find that the election was tampered with, that you're finding reputable evidence that there was an election fraud in your district, and the attorney general comes out and says, oh, don't investigate that. Hand that off to the state attorney general's office when you knew the state attorney general was against Trump from the get-go. You smell crime right there treason right there and you start prosecuting that person just basically came out and notified president donald trump that he was complicit in allowing them to steal the election and did nothing because he's a whiny little pussy and i hope donald trump doesn't give that guy an endorsement i hope that guy fucking understands that he committed treason for this country to this country by not acting he violated his constitutional oath. Oh, I take orders, so I respect them. Fuck off. The orders were directly from a superior who was breaking the law. Breaking the law. Committing treason against this country. Unthinkable. And so I hope that more former attorney generals and more former state attorneys decide to come forth and run for office and send President Trump these letters. And I hope that none of them get an endorsement, but we identify all who they are. What was he thinking sending this letter? He's got to be got some screws loose or something, right? He's got it. Yeah, absolutely absurd. And at the end, he goes, I hope that I can get your endorsement for running for governor. I, w- I wish I was a fly on the wall when Trump had that on his desk. Mm-hmm. Oof. But that also means that the state attorney general's office is withholding evidence of voter fraud, of election fraud in the state of Pennsylvania and did not investigate it or release it. Yeah. Not surprised. Senators are demanding to know just how much Biden's Ministry of Truth has already done. Very good pictures of Nina Jackowitz over there. When the Biden regime said it was a tight that its tyrannical Ministry of Truth was going to be tabled for the time being, there were a number of congressional members who didn't believe the president and his minion, Department of Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas, who would be overseeing the new agency. Turns out the instincts are spot on. Last week, several GOP senators demanded to know why Mayorkas, uh, probably one of the slimiest of all Biden's appointed psychophants, provided apparent misleading testimony, he lied to Congress, in other words, regarding his agency's disinformation governance board, whose primary objective was to determine what was true and what was disinformation on social media, a clear attempt to persecute conservatives and political opponents and smear them as enemies of the state. According to the Washington Times, Mr. Mayorkas told lawmakers at May 4th hearing that the board had not yet begun its work, but new documents show that the board was stood up earlier this year. The secretary signed a charter and the board members were already meeting with social media giant Twitter. The Republican said Mr. Mayorkas misrepresented the board's purview by claiming it wouldn't be involved in monitoring American activities. Talking points prepared by the board's former executive director, Nina Jackowitz, appear to show that the department does, in fact, monitor American citizens and that the board's work is concentrated on domestic threats, the senator said. Rand Paul suggested that the, the truth ministry is likely interested in policy, uh, pol- policing the debate over pandemic masking as part of its effort to declare politically troublesome data disinformation. But that was dismissed by Mayork- uh, Mayorkas. And, and really what it was is to get involved with the social. So I want to, people to understand. 
you have to take the full 40,000 foot view picture in the context. The Department of Homeland Security basically created out of the Patriot Act, right? Okay, the Patriot Act is a complete unconstitutional, habeas corpus suspending bill that undermines the U.S. Constitution and our rights. The Department of Homeland Security has been weaponized under the Barack Obama administration, has billions of rounds of ammunition, is basically put a pistol at everybody from desk jockeys all the way up to TSA agents. All right. They have issued through their National Terrorism uh, National terrorism advisory board or advisory system issued multiple bulletins basically claiming anybody who propagates what they claim is disinformation or propaganda is a domestic terrorist and this board's job was to collaborate with big tech remember Jen Psaki had talked about oh we're already talking to big tech about this about disinformation we're talking to Facebook and Twitter about they were talking about the disinformation governance board their job was to get with the disinformation governance board and big tech and get the list of names the listed names would be utilized and put into a DHS database very similar to COINTELPRO, very similar to Rex 84, the Directive 51, where our government has been spying on and keeping a list of names. Those names would go in there as agents of disinformation. And then once the red flag gun laws were in effect, those people would be flagged, warrants would be issued, and their weapons would be taken away. See how that works? Yeah, and so they're still at it in the background. They are, and Kamala Harris is actually in charge of it now. Huh. I don't know how she works on that while she's solving everything at the border. Oh, uh, still hasn't been there. Yep. Let's go to uh, John Solomon and Devin Nunes. Listen to what they have to say right here. Congressman Devin Nunes, who helped unravel the Russia collusion narrative and now runs the Trump Technology and Media Group. He's joining us as our first guest. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm in, I'm also in California right now, not in Florida like I normally am. But, uh, you know, Amanda, I heard you say something about the fruits and nuts. And just know that where I live, we, we actually have the real fruits and nuts, like the ones that you yeah. eat. We're in the breadbasket of the solar system, I like to say here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. A beautiful part of California for sure. Uh, Congressman, you've had about 24 hours to digest the jury's verdict, Sussman being acquitted. What is your reaction? What do you think it means for the future of the Durham probe? I'm actually all not that concerned about it. I think it was pretty clear. Matter of fact, I think, John, when I was in Washington, D.C., in your in your office here a couple yeah. weeks ago, uh, we discussed this directly, that bringing a case in Washington, D.C. like this, granted, Durham didn't have a choice. It's where the crime had occurred. And it was no surprise. I think Durham had to know that he was rolling the dice with really a, a one out of 30 chance that he was going to get a conviction here. So, but what he successfully did is, I think there's a countless number of things that came out in this, but clearly laid out for the American people or those that actually get any real news, like those that watch your, watch your show, there were some very interesting revelations. One being that Hillary Clinton knew about it. I think that's a key component. Uh, two, there are FBI agents currently under uh, investigation. Uh, and now I think you've, you've also seen the latest uh, that, co- that our colleagues in Congress, my former colleagues in Congress, have released. And that is that there was some type of strange relationship between the Perkins Coie law firm. This is a law firm that Sussman used to work at uh, and the FBI, including possibly that Sussman himself had some type of access to the FBI. This is something that we never knew. Uh, I'm sure there's more to be uh, figured out on the on that subject, but uh, I'm I'm very interested in it. So, 
All right, and that's nine minutes long. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and watch the whole thing, but that was Devin Nunes reacting to Sussman's uh, acquittal, and he's right that the Sussman trial is kind of goes like back to an old Q post. Do you know what Q post I'm talking about? No. How do you enter evidence into hmm. a trial legally? And that's what Durham really did: is he entered evidence into the public legally. Right. And and so this happened through the Sussman. And so I think we could see some revelations coming out of Durham. Yeah. What those revelations are going to be, I, I, I really don't know. Um, I'm going to take a quick break right here. We're going to look at the Battle of the Streams. I know we have the Battle of Streams going on. You people are absolutely awesome. The Battle of the Streams is where people donate to the Red Pill Project and alternative media to help keep our lights on and help keep us alive. Much appreciated for all of your guys' support. This happens between Rumble, DLive, and Pilled. If you guys just want to make a one-time donation to us, the easiest way to do that is givesendgo.com slash redpills or redpills.tv slash go which is the short url you can use you can give a one-time donation right there um there's tons of ways you can support us through many of our affiliates but battle of the streams is one of the ways patriotic pisces donated one diamond uh, two diamonds thank you so much patriotic pisces yay donated two ice creams thank you so much yay me brenda donated one ninja guinea stay strong stand united absolutely thank you me brenda and thank you ladies uh rpg 3573 donated one ice cream Thank you so much, RPG. Grits39120 donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, Grits. Patriot of Pisces again, three ice cream. Thank you again, Patriot of Pisces. LED just donated one diamond. Keep on rocking, fellas. Thank you so much, LED. And Babalu, $75 on Rumble. Why now are they possibly reversing Roe vs. Wade? Does the Supreme Court want to riot before the election? Um, good point there, Babalu. And I think what is actually happening is that um, I think this, they know this is the last time that they're going to have the opportunity to make these constitutional decisions given light of what's happening in this country. And so they might as well set the constitutional precedent while they still can. That's my But thank you so much, Babalu, and everybody else for the uh, battle of the streams. You guys are absolutely awesome. And speaking of money, look at this. The Russian ruble is now the world's best performing currency. It reached a seven-year high against the dollar. In spite of a rather because of sanctions, the ruble has reached a seven-year high against the do- dollar. This is Joe Biden's, This is how Joe Biden kills the dollar. Now, this yeah. is interesting because the ruble is backed upon gold. Sure is. And so isn't that an interesting sanctions killer? is you're one of the Mm -hmm. top economies globally, one of the top exporters globally of critical um, food supply and energy, oil, gas, wheat, barley, oats, all these things, corn. Right. You get sanctioned by one of the other top economies in the world. And all you do is you switch your currency from fiat over the gold and then you say, hey, I'm going to pay everybody, all you guys, my debt in ruples. And everybody says, we're not accepting it. Guess what? They're now accepting it. A lot. Yeah. They're, they're gladly accepting money in ruples. Yeah. And I want to clarify this headline. It's a little bit misleading. This isn't to, this isn't saying the a ruble is worth more than a dollar. It's just saying that it's outperforming. as of late. It's performing better, meaning it's becoming way stronger than any other currency in the world yep. faster. 
Russia pays sovereign debt in rubles. Interest payments on dollar-denominated bonds have been made in accordance with the new payment scheme. Russian Finance Ministry announced on Thursday that it settled two issues of the dollar-denominated euro bonds in full by sending 12.51 billion rubles, $234.5 million, in coupon payments to the National Sediment Depository. It's the first payment made under a new mechanism which enables transactions in rubles. There you have it. They said it wasn't going to happen. They said it couldn't happen, but it has. Yep. What do we got here? Defense Production Act to address high gas prices. You know, Jennifer Granholm is probably one of the dumbest people serving in the Biden administration besides Biden. This woman's an absolute moron. She's invested in green energy and lithium mines and pussing electric cars just like Joe Biden, but knows Mm -hmm. nothing about the technological implications of any of this stuff. It's not easy to be a crook. It's not. I guess it's not. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said that the Defense Production Act is a tool in the Biden administration's belt to address high gas prices. While speaking to reporters Wednesday, she said the administration has not drawn any lines in the sand at the moment in terms of invoking the defense law or other emergency measures. Granholm told reporters President Joe Biden can't control the price of gas alone. It acknowledges proposed federal gas tax suspension won't have substantial impact on prices. She then emphasized Biden's outreach to the oil industry. He's calling upon states as well as to consider doing gas tax holidays. Explain the energy secretary on the state side. He's urging oil companies to use their profits to increase output. He's calling upon the industry to pass along the decrease in oil prices, which have been seen at the barrel level over the past weeks, for example, at the pump. And he is demanding that the industry come to the table with some solutions on refineries. But the Defense Production Act is a completely different beast and monster. This is basically the socialization of American industry. Donald Trump initiated this to make uh, the uh, ventilators. The ventilators with Ford Motor Company and stuff like that. Uh, But this is a completely different monster that they'd be utilizing the Defense Production Act for. Now, the Defense Production Act is basically a war's power act given to the president in a time of war when you need bullets and guns and tanks and and missiles and all these things, that you can nationalize these companies for a short period of time for the war effort. Um, Eventually, presidents saw the complete ability to socialize or nationalize the economy under this and secured that power through the Defense Production Act in 1953. Um, I don't like it. I don't think that Donald Trump should have utilized it. Um, but this is what we're seeing right here, right now with Joe Biden. He's already authorized it. He can use it however he wants. And that's a scary, scary thing. Yeah, I don't think they're really going to use it to help with energy. They're going to yeah. use it, as you stated, to push their commie agenda. Um, it just doesn't make sense if you think about it. How are they going to make a company that makes, let's say, anything else besides energy and have them produce energy? Mm-hmm right after they shut down people who produce energy. You need a lot of equipment and infrastructure in order to produce certain things. Vince, at least the Defense Production Act isn't going to be used to to, to refine oil. It's going to be used to create electric cars and solar panels. Oh, but... (sighs) And lithium batteries. That's what they'll use it for. But they're stopping that, too. The lithium, they're saying it's fucking now the that's european green. the european union yeah 
That'll get shot down real fast. Biden has a financial interest in the majority of the lithium mines within Afghanistan. Okay, so the solution, see, when I think of a solution, I thought of a real solution, not their fake BS green uh, solution. You did think of a real solution, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> Sorry, I need to put All my right. crook All thinking right. cap on. You know, Phillips Conoco Mobile, you'll now have to produce solar panels. I had a, I had a Biden what? moment. Yeah. Jeez. Dog food sold in Walmart and Target recalled due to potential salmonella contamination. Fresh Pet Inc. announced a recall of its home-cooked dog food on June 17th due to potential contamination by salmonella, which presents a risk of infection in dogs and humans. Well, you know, at the time when food is scarce, you could buy... Dog food's just as expensive as human... Have you noticed that? Dog food is just oh. as expensive as human food? Yeah, Kevin won't get a damn job. Uh <laughs> With this said, make sure you prepare for your pets as well, you guys. They eat grass. They're okay. Okay. They can eat the cats after that, and then they can eat each other. Right. <laughs> there you New- go. New York City launches monkeypox shots, but walk-in demand overwhelms capacity. They'll start offering the monkeypox vaccine as city as the city accounts for more than 20% of the total cases nationwide. I wonder what is happening because you know what? 20% of the cases nationwide are occurring in just one city. Do you remember at the beginning of COVID, Vince? Unfortunately. Okay. What were the primary cities which COVID was occurring in? The big liberal cities. New York City. San Francisco, Seattle. L.A., and Seattle. That was it. The, all the cases were spread between those states, and then it started to come online everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Now it's New York City accounts for 20% of the cases na- nationwide. That's a statistical, and that, that's an impossibility. Well, unless, unless that's where the infection starts and spreads from that point, right? But we know we had other points of contact throughout there. We had cases in Texas and Florida in California. But why is New York City the one where it spreaded rapidly like that? I think it was because they're the, one of the most immunocompromised mm. and perhaps uh, other reasons. Yeah, heavily vaccinated. Potentially yeah. Thing. Potentially, uh, this is where biowarfare is going on. Who knows? Fake medicine. Over 90% of all medical intervent- interventions lack evidence to support their use as the medical system implodes with error. This is from Natural News. The Journal of Clinical Epidemia. The Journal of clinical epidemiology finds that there is no high quality evidence to support most modern healthcare interventions and pharmaceutical drugs used in hospitals today. The meta-analysis finds 94% of medical interventions are lacking evidence to support their use. You know, one day people are going to wake up and realize how big of a farce it actually all is. That'll be a beautiful time. Yep. Oh, imagine the health. Oh, I know. Psychosis, addiction, chronic vomiting. As weed becomes more potent, teens are getting sick. Now, this is an interesting article because I actually have um, firsthand experience with this. When I smoke cannabis, my uh, so people, I don't know if people know this, but if you're a smoker of cigarettes, vape, or cannabis, you have something known in your throat called cilia. And your cilia are these little, like, phalanges that kind of just sit there, and they grab all the junk and stuff like that and attach it to mucus and then push it back up into your, your, your nose and spit and saliva, right? 
Mm-hmm. When you smoke, that suspends those, uh, those cilia. It actually um, makes, makes them inert. They don't work. Um, when I smoke cannabis, not only does that happen, but my, my reflex, that uh, my esophageal reflex that basically switches between my air pipe. So you have like an autonomous nervous system that swallows. So I don't know if you realize, but you're swallowing all the time. Like you're blinking, right? Cannabis suspends that in my body where my body doesn't swallow. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I've had that, too, where it's like I get anxious that I have to remind myself, like, make sure you're breathing, like these kind of autonomous things that you just got to freak out about. And and you go to swallow and nothing happens and you're like, yeah, I I haven't had that. And you can't breathe afterwards. And it's happened to me multiple times and it creates panic attacks. Um I think the legalization of recreational marijuana throughout the country in a lot of different states, as well as the utilization of medical of medical marijuana um, and the higher potency was a known effect. And that basically what you're getting is you're getting cannabis put on the market that is dirty. What do I mean by that? The synthetic fertilizers that are utilized within the cannabis production are not being properly flushed out of the cannabis. And when you smoke it, you have high phosphates and nitrates that you're basically smoking directly into your system that cause paralysis of your neurological systems in your body. How do I know this? Interesting. How do I know this? Ask me how I know this. experience? How do you know this? So my stepmother, uh, my former stepmother, my father passed away. Uh, my former stepmother was a biological toxicologist, PhD from MIT, one of the top 1% um, in education from China. My father developed molecular modeling software for major pharmaceutical firms globally. My father, one day in 2013, was smoking some marijuana after taking a little blue pill, which... I don't know if you do the little bill blue pills, but basically they, they introduce nitrous oxide back into your body. He takes his little blue pill and he oh. took a hit off of a pipe. And next thing you know, he was on the ground looking up at a paramedic. He was outside of his body for a little while. The paramedics bring him back to after doing CPR on him. And he had a slight heart attack. Well, how did he have mm-hmm. the heart attack? Because they said that the increased nitrates and phosphates that were detected within the cannabis basically interacted with the Cialis or the uh, the Dick drug, right? Yeah. And caused a, a heart attack. So his my stepmom during that time went and, and analyzed this cannabis and found high concentrations of incredibly dangerous and toxic nitrates and phosphates and other chemicals Wow. in the cannabis. Now, this is California cannabis. 2014 things well, haven't why they, changed that's why they legalized it and took over the industry and all that commercialization yeah. they, they, these are basically commercial grows where you get 99 percent of your cannabis and you are inhaling incredibly dangerous chemicals the majority of the high that you're getting when you're high on cannabis a lot of that high is is your body being toxified by these dangerous chemicals i i used to grow True organic cannabis. They used to do about eight to 12 plants, which you could have up in Colorado, depending on how many adults you had in your household. And I would bury them in the ground. I would get completely 100% known organic products. Like I would not use like synthetic products at all. I would only purchase or create my own synthetic fertilizers. And I use bat guano. My buddy has a compost pile. Just take a whole bunch of that, throw that in there. Bada bing, bada boom. And I'll tell you, 
I never once, smoking any of the weed that I grew myself, never once had that problem with cannabis. It was only when I went back out and I started buying the commercial cannabis that I started having that problem again. Damn, fascinating. I believe it 100%, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm straight edge now. Don't got time for that. All right. World Health Organization study concludes risk of suffering serious injury due to COVID vaccination is 339% higher than the risk of being hospitalized with COVID-19. A new study endorsed by the World Health Organization has found the risk of mRNA COVID-19 vaccination heavily outweighed the benefits which scientists discovered a person is on an average 339% more likely to suffer a severe adverse effect such as cardiac arrest, stroke, or death due to Pfizer's COVID-19 injection than they are to be hospitalized with COVID-19. And so we already knew all this there's no yeah, just more supporting data to yep. the truth we already knew all this and and it's all coming out but nothing's gonna be done with it they're just gonna say well the information was out there you all have informed consent you didn't have to do anything mm. unless you uh you know did your own research first yep i mean i said it once i'll say it again i yep. rescind rescind all consent to any of the bullshit yep California California bill proposed minors get vaccinated without parental consent. Bill circulated in the California State Senate proposes giving minors 15 and older the choice to get vaccinated without parental consent. Uh, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, they're anything anything to kill people seems well, to be their motto. Yeah, and and you know what? There's a reason why 15 year olds, 16 year olds, and 17 year olds don't vote and can't vote. Why they can't go out and purchase firearms or drink alcohol. Or join the military. But hey, let's give them the right to vote, right? Or let's give them the right to get vaccinated. No. Yeah. Or, like, if you're a minor and you go in for a broken leg, don't they immediately contact your family and guardian? They do. So this is totally secretive and creepy. Well, you know, here's one aspect of it. Is until they pay their own health insurance, that decision to pay stays with the fucking parents. Hey, that... That's fair. Yep. Legal guardian for a reason. Uh, Fauci's $478,188 experiment to turn monkeys, transgender, and other ways the government wastes your money. In a new report, Where's the Pork? OpenTheBooks.com highlights many of the ways the U.S. government wastes taxpayer money, including $478,000 experiment by the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, led by Fauci to turn monkeys transgender. I wonder why they would want to turn monkeys transgender. I mean, were they like studying how to turn certain genotypes transgender? I wonder. Creepy experimentation. It's probably just a coincidence, right? Yeah, probably. Austria has dropped their COVID-19 vaccine mandates amidst causing social division through the hysteria. Of course. Is Congress preparing for a new president of the United States before 2020? Revisions made to the U.S. code have some people wondering. Um... The U.S. president could either be a female or a gay man. The House passed a bill on Tuesday that would modernize the gendered terms in the U.S. code pertaining to the president and the spouse of the president. The 21st Century President Act would change gender-specific terms such as wife and widow to gender-neutral terms as spouse and surviving spouse. Specifically, these revisions would occur in... um, Title 18 U.S. Code 879, which pertained to threats against former presidents and certain other persons. The language currently reads, the wife of former presidents during his lifetime, the widow of former presidents until death or remarriage. There actually is an error in this article. They should have said, 
uh, out of the closet gay president because we've That's had right. Biden. We have Biden now. We had Obama. We had Obama. And, we had FDR. Yeah, so, yeah. We had Lincoln. We had, um, who else did we have? FDR, Lincoln. Um, we had Woodrow Wilson. No See? one gay lover. George Herbert Walker Bush. Barbara Bush was clearly a man. Go look at, like, <laughs> no, seriously. This. Go oh, look of 1983 and 84 footage of uh, Barbara Bush. She's an effing man. She stands like yep. six foot tall. It wasn't until her older age that she shrunk. She has man hmm. hands in an Adam's apple, dude. I'm telling She's... you. Oh, that's Barbara Streisand. She looks like a man, too. Yeah, totally. Huh. You, yeah, you could be spot on there. I don't know. So Hold this on. is that's just weird. I'm yeah. gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. I got I gotta find it. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, this is just some woke BS. I don't think it really is anything too deep. Barbara Bush. Look at the Adam's apple right there. That's a dude. <laughs> that's a dude. Well, just fine, you know, Barb. Whatever you're into. My name's Barb. <laughs> Here's another uh. one. There's another look, look. That's a dude. <laughs> I, I didn't believe people at first when they started to say, oh, Barbara Bush. Was, no. Not only that, is they, they claimed that it was Aleister Crawley's uh, son or daughter, however you want to look at that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Wild. I was looking for the man hands, but you can't see it anywhere. But it's a dude. It's it's definitely a dude. Um, what do we got up next? British engineer. This is interesting. British engineer. 5G is not only a weapon, but it is a crime against humanity. British engineer, inventor, patent writer, and weapons researcher said 5G is a crime against humanity. He has written extensively biography and the introduction in his 20, February 2024 report on 5G in the context of nanometal contaminated vaccines. The 5G network has the capability... Of to target, acquire, and attack the vaccinated due to the nanometal material antenna COVID-19 vaccine. Lethal autonomous weapon system laws require the 5G network to maintain their geoposition and navigate their environment to the target. These weapons cannot rely on satellite communications due to the potential for inclement weather events and signal latency to disrupt their signals, so they must have localized 5G networks. Putting tens of millions of 5G antennas without a single biological test of safety has to be about the stupidest idea anyone has has had in the history of the world, said Professor Martin Paul. But Professor Paul is wrong. Mark Steele said in a 15-page report, it's not a stupid idea, but a heinous crime if one understands the motive behind the deployment. 5G is a compartmentalized weapon deployment masquerading as a benign technological advance for enhanced communication and faster downloads. Steele also clarified the definition of the weapon. To further cement his point, a weapon is a device or tool or action that has been fashioned to cause physical or psychological harm in breach of primary legislation. 5G is a weapon system of crime against humanity so monstrous that even an educated person would find it unbelievable on first inspection of the facts. The prima facie evidence on the globalist depopulation agenda is unequivocal and should be tested in the courts so that the conspirators involved in this murderous plan can be brought to justice. This is the greatest crime ever. And if you're wondering how this works, go back to my March 2020 video labeled 5G and COVID-19. Because I've never heard of this guy before in my life. 
And I said the same exact thing. And I laid out the technology of actually how it works. Did you know that a protein structure, the spike proteins on the COVID-19 virus, the same ones utilized in the vaccine, are about two nanometers long, which is the antenna length of the microwave uh, microwave wavelength range? I did not know that. And that proteins themselves are um, dipoles. They're electrically conductive. Antennas. Yeah, they're small little antennas picking up electrical signals. And I said, oh, just wait until they make a vaccine for this, utilizing the spike protein, and then weaponize it with 5G antennas. There you go. I wish we could yeah. say we, we came, we saw the concrete, but that's just not the case. Uh, let me see here. Um, growing number of people believe Democrats are against them. Um, Americans getting foreboding feelings of some very dark, uh, uh, something very dark is ahead, and they're not alone. An end times false flag to complete the Great Reset will usher in the tyrannical New World Order. This is exactly what we've been talking about. This is someone's opinion oh, yeah. piece, but you know, this is exactly what we've been talking about. Um, and then in this other report, I skipped over a few things. It's just updates on Ukraine. U.S. is sending four more long-range rocket launchers to Ukraine and new AIDS package. It's like a $250 million aid package. Israel thanks Turkey for thwarting Iranian assassination. Um, the demolition of the supply chains is pre-Civil War sabotage to shape the battlefield for domestic warfare against the we the people. That's exactly right. And then you go to that last article we just talked about there. Uh, well, then you go into the was a mysterious explosion, the world's largest fuel plants intentional. I believe it was. It was cyber warfare. And then Americans are getting foreboding feeling something very, very dark is ahead. and They're not alone. And I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Let's go in here. Check out the Battle of the Streams. Um, Winston Snake Boot the Third donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, Winston. Also donated two more ice cream. Thank you so much, Winston. RPG donated one more diamond. Much love, Patriots. Thank you, RPG. As well as one more diamond from RPG. One, uh, much love. Thank you, everybody, for the donations on uh, the Battle of the Streams. As well, if you guys donated on Give, Send, Go. If you guys want to help out in donations and you're into crypto, the easiest way to do that is go to redpills.tv slash send crypto vince is going to put that link in the uh in the the chat so you guys can see that redpills.tv slash send crypto if you want to donate crypto to us if you want to donate through this give send go campaign give send go.com slash red pills or redpills.tv slash go much appreciated for all your support there's also subscriptions on the social red pill as well as utilizing our affiliates MyPillow.com, save up to 66% by using promo code RPP. My Patriot Supply, get prepared, get those six-month, 12-month food supply storage kits. Uh, you can go to redpills.tv slash Patriot or Kirk Elliott, get that gold and silver, transition your IRAs, 401ks over into gold and silver today. Or if you just want to make a few hundred dollar, a few thousand dollar purchase, get gold today. Dot com. Guys, that's all we have for you tonight. Much love and appreciation. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. I've been a little off the last two days, but my energy is back in full. I got plenty of sleep last night. You could tell I'm riled up tonight. Tomorrow we got conversations on the fringe to be determined in the sense of the guest or what we're going to have. Uh, we had a reschedule, so we will keep you guys updated on that. In the morning, we have morning coffee followed by the Dark Delight Show. And then this weekend, we have uh, Makes You Think, and then Mars Chronicles is on hiatus for a short time until we can book out some guests. Um, we have a lot of people we want to bring in, but we can't really seem to book them, so we're going to put it on hiatus for a little while. But David and I are going to collaborate on a few shows. Maybe I'll see if he wants to come on Friday night. We'll see. Well, 
good time to catch up if you haven't caught it, you guys. Yeah. There's like probably 10 hours of content or so. Absolutely. At least. I don't know. But uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. You have a great night, and we'll see you next time on the Red Bull Projects Daily Dose. Good night.